The following story contains content that parents may find unsuitable for younger children. Many people love the Oxford Road because of its vibrancy and colour, its overall happy feeling. You know, it's full of life. People walk along this road every day and don't realise its truth. They think it's all fun and games, but they don't see it. What lurks just in the corner of their vision. The dead walk among us. Established in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, Baker Street Productions is now celebrating 30 years of creativity in Reading. In this landmark year of 2050, as the town celebrates its 20th carbon neutral year and the opening of a new heritage arts hub, and with the Oxford Road itself preparing for the Silver Jubilee of King William V, we team up with the West Reading-born journalist Amanda Halliday to bring you the stories of Reading's most vibrant area. Welcome to the Oxford Road. Number 11. Ghosts. There's something about ghost stories that gets the blood pumping. 30% of Brits today believe in the paranormal. Even Winston Churchill reported seeing the ghost of Abraham Lincoln in a White House bedroom. Adam Byrne describes himself as Reading's leading paranormal historian. If you want to hear the tales of the souls left behind on the Oxford Road, he runs regular ghost tours. It's midnight on Halloween, and I'm in Adam's hands. I'm Reading's leading paranormal historian. Basically, I study occurrences that are deemed to be of the more metaphysical and spiritual nature and ascertain which historical events led to these souls being trapped in this world. There have been countless reports of activity from all around this town, but I am of the firm belief that the Oxford Road is, in fact, the most haunted area of them all. Why did you first start giving ghost tours? Well, I was 22, walking back from a large night out. On the corner of Howard Street, there, I stumbled off the pavement. I'd had just a little too much to drink. <laughs> I expected to fall flat on my face, as drunks do, but someone caught me, stopped me from injuring myself. I was set upright and dusted off, and I turned around to thank this stranger who'd helped a drunken idiot. He was an old man, modestly dressed, middle-aged, and I, I just caught his face, and then, poof, he just vanished. You mean he took off down the street? No, I mean vanished. Into thin air. All that was left was the faintest wisp of smoke, like you see when you snuff out a candle. There's some things you know. People up there don't want you to know. But that's another story for another time. Adam's tours attract people from all over the world who want to discover the Oxford Road's paranormal past and present. In 2048, he was featured on an episode of the BBC's Britain's Most Haunted, and he has continued to draw moderate crowds with his chilling tales of the paranormal. 
up and down the road, and all throughout Reading, there have been countless reports of poltergeists that I believe to be the fallen soldiers of the bloodless revolution in 1688. Because when they say bloodless, that's not really true at all. Blood was shed right here in Reading. Let me set the scene. The late 17th century, only a short while after England has been ravaged by the Civil War, and the role of the king is still very unstable. James II takes the throne and tries to return England to Catholicism. He enlists a load of Irish militia who were known for absolutely terrorising the peasantry. He was not popular. But England had family ties to this Dutch guy called William of Orange, and Parliament wrote him a plea, asking him to get rid of the king. So, the Dutch sent an army to our aid. But King James got wind of this and realised the troops would have to march through Reading to get to Parliament. So, he stationed his Irish soldiers in wait, down by where the Oracle is now, and a couple up the tower of St Mary's Butts. They thought they were being smart, preparing an ambush for the Dutch, who they expected to be marching down the Bath Road, up there. But the Dutch were warned in a message sent by the townsfolk of Reading and changed their route, cutting across the Oxford Road instead. Back then, it was just a dirt track that led out to Pangbourne, but down this the Dutch crept, hidden by hedgerows, taking the Irish totally by surprise. There was chaos. Imagine it. The sound of muskets and sabres, the smell of gunpowder, bits of building flying everywhere, the sound of horses amid the smoke and confusion, screams of fear and pain. Oh, the people of Reading were firing muskets on the Irish from their houses. It was mayhem. The Irish retreated all the way along to Twyford, losing 53 of their number. How can you be certain that these spirits are from the bloodless revolution? No, no, no. Not spirits. Poltergeists. Poltergeists that haunt the Oxford Road. It's here that the Irish made their miscalculation. And that will hold a lot of angst for a poltergeist. It's the place where all this, this energy... It's where the cause of all this anger and resentment started for them, and therefore where it centred. And I'm even more certain that it's the same souls who died all those centuries ago because of the dates. All the disturbances I've recorded of this nature happened on the 9th of December, the day the church bells rang out for the lives lost on the day of the battle, and the day that was celebrated for almost a century afterwards. And what happens is, what happens is, people hear distant church bells, faint and almost indiscernible bells. And then suddenly, every door in the house is open, every one. The the, the bedroom door, the wardrobes, the microwave, uh, the fridge. And always on the 9th of December. Why the doors? Their souls are trapped and they're looking for an escape. Confined to this road by the mistakes that were made here. Mistakes that led to their purgation. Neither truly dead, nor truly alive. But the Oxford Road isn't known as Reading's most haunted road just for these trapped souls. Oh, no, no. There's more to it than that. What do you know of Amelia Dyer, the ogress of Reading? She was just an ordinary woman, really. Lived a little ways up there, towards Reading West on Kensington Street 
She made her living adopting newborns from mothers who conceived illegitimately, a perfectly respectable vocation back in the late 1800s. But in truth, she never had any intention of spending a penny to keep those babies alive. One day, a neighbour of hers noticed a funny smell coming from the house, an unpleasant smell. Amelia Dyer was disposing of those poor defenceless souls just so she could keep the cash to herself. Awful stuff! It was thought she was responsible for the deaths of 400 babies. But we're not sure. There's just no way of telling. But some say, when they walk down the Oxford Road late at night, they smell an awful smell and hear those poor infant souls crying out into the darkness. Well, they don't tend to stick around for long enough to find out where the noise is coming from. Could it not have been just a baby in one of the houses? Oh, you would think, wouldn't you? You would think. <laughs> and what about your phantom from all those years ago? Oh, that's the most prolific one of all. Reverend Francois Langeway murdered for the money in his pocket. I'll set the scene. A cold and blustery night, early in the year 1817. The Reverend on horseback trots down this very street, here, travelling back from giving lessons in Pangborn, with a year's worth of wages concealed about his person. Not concealed enough, though. He set out into the night, with the parting words, Another word very well, and although it appears very dark now, it will be much lighter to me when I get from the light of the candle. Had he stayed, perhaps his spirit would be at rest. For the next morning, his corpse was found by a young boy, mutilated and bloody. He'd been robbed of all his money and left by the roadside just where we're standing, dead. And I assume he roams the streets in search of vengeance. <laughs> Au contraire, as our French apparition might well have said in his time. Many have known the spirit to appear before a dreadful accident. I heard the earnest testament of a man from Russell Street who was pushed out of the path of an oncoming car by a strange force. What do you think he saw when he turned around? An old man, modestly dressed, middle-aged, and he just caught his face. And then, as quickly as he'd appeared, gone. I've spoken to no less than twelve people who've seen this exact man, Reverend Longeway, our friendly apparition. It's a fact that most of us seem to forget. Ghosts are just us in another phase of life. Not all of them are out to get you. Sure, they might cause a bit of a nuisance, but at the end of the day, like our guardian priest, most will never cause you any harm.